0: Hello friends, welcome to episode 509 of the juice box podcast on today's show, Ashley and Ashley says words funny, but that's not why she's on the show, but that is why this episode is called rough, rough, rough. If you're from Wisconsin, you're dying laughing right now. The rest of you are kind of confused. You are all in for a treat because I have Ashley for you today. Ashley is an adult living with type 1 diabetes, and I don't really need to tell you much more about this other than really terrific episode. The people who come on this show just give and give and give when they come on, and Ashley is no exception to that rule. You're going to hear a great conversation with a lovely person who has a freaking terrific sense of humor. It's just a lot of fun talking with Ashley. While you're listening, do me a favor, okay? Remember this nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Also, if you're listening online, please consider listening and following or subscribing in a podcast app. There are a lot of great free podcast apps. You can find them all at juiceboxpodcast.com. All that you need, just go there, say, oh, I use Apple, click. I use Android, click, and you'll find one. Don't be listening online if you are. I mean, if you love it, don't let me stop you, but get an app. Subscribe. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes of the Juicebox podcast and the Defining Diabetes episodes. They both can be found at DiabetesProTip.com or at JuiceboxPodcast.com, or you can go right into your podcast app and search for them, Juicebox Podcast Diabetes Pro Tip, and they'll pop right up. The Pro Tip series begins at episode 210. I'm not sure where the Defining Diabetes episodes start. Again, probably best just to go to diabetesprotip.com to find them, but these are the management-specific episodes that you probably hear people talking about all the time. If you haven't started listening yet, I really hope you give them a try. Thanks so much to the sponsors.
1: I'm the sponsor. I'm thanking myself.
0: All right, let's get started with Ashley.
1: I'm uh, really glad we can make it work. I... I felt so bad and stupid, same time, Why? that first time around. Well, when <laughs> I got my time zones mixed up.
0: Do you know that happens a lot though, right?
1: Okay. I'm like, okay, hopefully I'm not the only one because well, I felt so stupid and I was getting so much crap from family and stuff. Wait, and, people in your yeah. family
0: were giving you problems for getting time zone things wrong yeah. about being oh, on yeah. a podcast? Yeah. Why did they care even? Because
1: <laughs> they like to give me a hard time.
0: Why do they care, do you think? I don't know. Oh, by the way, you're being recorded, so be careful. Right oh, okay. Now, in case you're about okay. to bad mouth of your mom or something like that.
1: I no, but I I don't have the best mouth, so I will say that in advance.
0: Wait, you don't but have I the best mouth? For any- or the best mom? Which? Say it again. Yeah.
1: Like oh, words. Oh, I'm, I don't have the best mouth. Oh, not the cleanest mouth.
0: Oh, that's what I you thought know? you meant. But then yeah. I thought you might have said mom, and I was like, is she about to dump on her mother? This is going to be a no, great no. episode. <laughs>
1: no no so you're saying you might
0: might get a little cursy at some point
1: uh yeah maybe
0: okay we'll we'll see what happens yeah
1: my eight-year-old reminds me of that mom yeah so
0: (laughs) well you know what what's so what's your stance on the cursing is it just so i'll tell you what i'll make this easy on you i'll give you my stance on cursing okay i don't know an adult who i trust who doesn't curse (laughs) so
1: that is a really good point
0: i make a point of thinking that eventually everyone's going to curse whether they let us hear it or not will be another thing right
1: i guess i just i i don't know i i am how you see it and i guess i just don't pretend with anything so i just i try not to be all
0: there are no pretenses with you ashley we are not uh pretending to be anything we are not right i like that yeah excellent okay pretty much uh, pretty much (laughs) Now that we've all uh, come to terms to the fact that you're going to say mother at some point during the conversation. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: not so much that. Oh, really? So more like, this is interesting. Like, Phil, what will you say? Well, just like the F word probably a lot. Do you want to say it mm-hmm. now to get
0: it off your chest and I'll just bleep it out? Because <laughs> you have a funny accent. Uh, so it's...
1: Yeah, well, I am sure I will swear at some point. So.
0: <laughs> you sound like a Canadian who <laughs> Who like jumped on the back of somebody from Chicago or something like that. Uh and, yeah, you, and you guys yeah, are talking yeah. through the same mouth at, right, at this point. But you're up uh, what in Minnesota?
1: Yeah, southern Minnesota. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Southern, is it important to say southern Minnesota?
1: Well, Mankato. Mankato, Minnesota. Well, I, I don't just, know if you've heard of it or
0: not. I, no, 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 of course I haven't. But that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that um is that I wonder, like you were so specific. Like, if you asked me what state I was from, I would say New Jersey. I would never think to say what portion of New Jersey I was in. I was wondering if there's like some relevance.
1: To well, it. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like as far as like, you know, like Duluth way, northern Minnesota, I feel like it's a little like the dynamics is a little bit different.
0: Actually, I feel like if I press you a little bit, I can get you to absolutely trash the central and northern part of Minnesota. Is that correct? Uh, well. <laughs> say, say nothing <laughs> say nothing i was just wondering
2: uh, yeah why don't you um introduce don't yourself comment, introduce
0: yourself i think definitely leave out your last name <laughs> and uh,
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i was just gonna ask you so how much information i mean because i don't care i really don't give a shit like how much info you know oh, what i mean oh i would I just share because uh, that's why i'm here to
0: yeah no i think that if you're going to be like Listen, if you're going to share something that you wish knew, no one else knew, by the way, I've been recording the whole time. You know that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that's okay. totally fine. All right, all right good. Yeah. Okay. So, um,
0: yeah. I'm leaving all this in. I'm fascinated. So, if, if, <laughs> um, seriously, if, if, so if you're going to say something, you know, I, I don't know how to, gauge it because people have said some rather shocking things to me in the courses of these conversations so I think if you're going to come out and say that your neighbor runs a meth lab I would just use your first name and, I might, right. and I'm no. right no oh god no yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no
1: nothing like that right. uh-uh.
0: so just no, go no. ahead tell me your name and then I'll ask some questions and you'll make a bunch of noises that sound vaguely Wisconsin-y minnesota and we'll get out of here yeah
1: okay, okay. Right, sounds go. good good um yeah so my name's Ashley. I'm 36. I have been type one for, it'll be 28 years in February. This coming February. Um, and I have three boys. They keep me very busy. I would imagine. Yeah. Eight, eight, five and three. We have two dogs.
0: Wow. And my husband. Wow. So, Hold on. Yeah. Slow down. So 20, so you threw me off when you said you've had diabetes for 28 years, because I started doing the math on when you had your eight year old, because I felt like you had an eight year old. And yep. so I was like, oh, she was 28 when she had her oldest. And then you said I've had diabetes for 28 years. And, I, and then my brain fried for a second. And then I felt like you told me that there are three children, yourself, a couple of dogs and a man living in your home.
1: Yes, that's One, correct. Two,
0: three. I'm counting. That's four, correct. five, yep. six. So there are seven living things in your home. Do you have any parakeets? Yes. Gerbils, hamsters, anything like that?
1: No, God, no, no. Okay. I don't think they would survive in our house with my three crazy boys. You're, no, you're I, saying no. something too
0: small would just be pummeled by your children. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we're doing well. Um, Twenty-eight years. When did you meet your husband?
1: Oh, two thousand.
0: Eight. See, you started talking, you started talking in years, then you like years ago, and then you went to the after yeah. years. Hold so
1: 12, twelve years ago.
0: Twelve years ago. Right. Yep. Yeah. And you've had diabetes for twenty-eight years
1: doing the math. We uh got a house oh nine months later, got married a year later, and and uh House yeah, first? Kids right after that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shocking.
0: It's probably because it's cold there. You can't even go on a date
1: until you've you know, yeah. It well, it's not bad really bad water. right now. It's actually pretty decent. It's supposed to be like fifty-five today, I think. And my five-year-old wanted to wear shorts to school, so that was a big, <laughs> big dilemma. You know, changing clothes and fighting with him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we got our house, it was like March, and it was it was pretty cold. We were in an apartment at the time, and we were kind of transitioning into our house and updating it and stuff before we actually moved in.
0: Do you mind if I pick into your life a little bit?
1: Oh, that's just fine.
0: Cool. So two questions pop into my mind about getting a house before you get married. It made me feel like either the two of you were a little transient in your lives, or you just knew you were going to get married or literally you wanted to see if this guy could afford to put you in a house before you were willing to marry him. I'm wondering what's going on.
1: I think it was more like we met and then everything just kind of moved quickly. We both, we're on the same page where we were in our life, mm-hmm. and um, and he's younger than me too. So oh, um, Ashley, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much? Younger? I think we were just ready, and and yeah. How much younger? A uh, year and a half. No,
0: that's not that much younger. Yeah. No. No. A- Ashley, I'm wondering if what you're telling me is you met a man you like the sex and you thought you would just skip ahead to the rest of it. Is this what happened or does he have a good job? What is it we're talking about right now? Or do you have a good job? Is he is, has he hooked you in what's going on?
1: Well, we had a strong interest in music. That was the, that was one of the things. Okay. Um, I think we were both, I don't know how to say it. We were both like, uh, not angry people, but just like we, we uh, had hard times growing up, both of us. We could relate, you know, as far as like going through gotcha. uh, certain situations, things like that. And we were just kind of done with the bullshit and just, you know, veterans start moving same, forward.
0: Yeah, veterans of the same war. The only... the not only of, Yeah, no, yeah not of I mean.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you've grown up in a way that was similar to each other. You knew what each other had been through. Yeah. You found it. Okay. I like this. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Are you killing something right now what was that noise
1: oh my pump you know he's oh, okay. bragging <laughs> on me it's yeah
0: what it's kind of pump because i don't i didn't recognize it's this the
1: wheel. the tandem Oh, okay slim
0: oh, that's an irritating noise it makes there
1: yeah <sighs> yeah it if, beeps and i don't think i can put it on vibrate don't
0: worry but, about it i just thought it felt it literally sounded like you were dragging a metal chair across the stone floor oh no <laughs> It's like Ashley, sit still. We're doing it. No,
1: it's just, you know, my morning. I struggle probably the most in the morning.
0: How it's how my so? biggest struggle. you get like uh well first do you listen do you listen to the podcast much?
1: I do, and I will be honest, I haven't lately because I um I did every day when I worked. I was uh, a refill nurse, an RN. So I I would sit at my desk. I could have my headphones in and the work I did, I was able to you know, listen to something, and and my doctor, you know, had mentioned you a couple of years ago, and I started listening, and and I would listen to you every day, oh. and then I stopped working when the pandemic happened, and my kids were, you know, then at home for school, and so handsome. yeah, I hear you, I, yeah, so <laughs> then I I listen to you when I like work out or I'm on the treadmill or something like well, that. Well, we yeah. got
0: to get this pandemic under control so that you can listen to more of my yeah.
1: podcasts. Well, that's uh, I right now it's, it's pretty rough here, but you know, as far as like, like this, you know, our numbers and just it's spreading like wildfire.
0: Yeah, it's tough, it is really a tough time in that part of the country. Also, you did something that I was really hoping you would do. My brother married a woman from Wisconsin, and I love it when she says rough. Can you just say it one more time for me? Rough, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is your dog's yeah. name? Our dog? Yeah, when your dog makes noise, what is the noise he makes?
1: Uh, well, I have a senior dog.
0: You're you're, you're losing my point. Does he go rough? Or oh, how does that oh, sound? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I
1: was totally not following you there. That's okay. And go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It takes me a while to catch on sometimes. So,
0: so we'll start over. <laughs> what noise does a dog make?
1: <sighs> rough, <laughs> rough, rough. Yeah. Sounds and the work same. when
0: it's difficult is. Rough. And the thing on top of your house is called a... A roof. <laughs> you got that one. It's fantastic. Uh, I love this accent. I'm sorry. We might never get back to the diabetes. That's all right. No, no, no. That's all right. Uh,
1: well, It's okay. Well,
0: so seriously, so you had to stop working when you say because of the pandemic. You're saying because work left your off... Like you lost your job No, or so of the kids? I,
1: well, I eventually did. So uh, long story short, I... I was recommended, you know, at that time, everything was like a little more, we didn't know as much as far as the virus. And my doctor was just like, you know, with your history, um, with as far as your diabetes, like I'm in good health, but in the past with respiratory illnesses, I've I've had it, like I didn't tolerate it as well, if you Mm want to say. Um, And so I guess he just, said, you know, I think you should pull your kids. You should be at home. You're high risk. And my job was recommending, too, if you're a high risk employee, you know, you should be, um, you know, a little bit safer and isolating yourself. So
2: hmm.
1: I did that. And I, I think I was then on like, uh, like a short term disability thing for, you know, what is it? Uh, FMLA for yeah. 12 weeks. And then my daycare had closed as well during that time. And then I didn't have any care for my kids. And so I just eventually ended up losing my job. But honestly, it was, I started school back to college in May. Oh. So I thought, well, if there's any, you know anything that's good, that's going to come from this pandemic, it'll be, um, you know, just getting a further ed- education like, as far as just um, going further with it, which I've always wanted to do.
0: So you I go back to
1: school a better for? time than now to to do it, and yeah. so my bachelor's in nursing that I'm that I'm working on right now.
0: Oh, that's so cool! So you were a refill nurse before, which meant you were explain that a little bit to me.
1: So is it kind of a unique position? I I have been a nurse since 2011. Um, I uh, well, actually 2010. I was an LPN for a year. I went back to school. During that time for that year, I worked at uh, the clinic, the local clinic here, and I did a variety of things. I floated everywhere, so pediatrics, cardiology, family practice, and then um, I went back to school. I got my RN degree, and I, during that time, I was, I think it was like a month. I was looking for a job, um, and it was out of the state hospital. Um, just a town outside of here. And it was more like uh, mental health. So like people off the street, as far as like being mentally unstable, things like that. Um, I had found out I was pregnant a week prior to that. And then, so my husband was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable you being out there and doing this line of work. And um, so I was only out there for a short time. And then I ended up being hired through local clinic here in town being a refill nurse, and we actually did mail resupplies, so uh, mailing out medications to patients. Wow.
0: I, I'm wondering, is your husband just going to get you pregnant so many times that you're physically incapable of leaving the house because of the pure weight yeah, of the no. children <laughs> hanging off-
1: like, no, how- no, 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 no. <laughs> um yeah, it was just, I think it was like all the timing of it. And then yeah, no. it was our first kid. And then um, yeah, I understand.
0: It makes sense. It really yeah. does. And now yeah. so you're gonna go back now and try to get um what degree?
1: Well, my bachelor's in nursing, and uh, I I should, I should finish by June. That's like my graduation date. But with our situation now, um, Friday's the last day of school for my kids. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be home. So that kind of allows, you know, it, it, it'll be it'll be hard. Like homeschooling them, doing my schoolwork, um, you know, just trying to stay on top of everything, trying to set up care care for my mom too. Sorry, my pump is being oh, annoying. Oh,
0: it's okay. The, the um, noises that Tando makes is like a sales pitch for the Omnipod. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's, fun, good, good. it's
1: got all kinds of, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think every system has their Weird Good and bad. Now, well, things they all they
0: all make, oh, you know, you're 100% right, too, is that uh, I don't think any insulin pump is perfect. And no. uh, and there are ones that fit you better. That's for sure. Oh, for things. sure. Yeah, yeah for hey, sure. Do you know for this sure. episode is going to be called Rough, Rough, Roof? <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> because of my Minnesota accent. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter I mean, why. I anymore. thought I would get some for that. Well, you
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... Oh, it's fine.
1: It's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) yeah. So anyhow, it's, it's, it'll be interesting the next, I'd say, you know, until this pandemic's over when it will be over, but, um, a lot's kind of up in the air, but my, my end goal is to be in endocrinology, diabetes care. Um, you know, that's my main purpose, purpose, I guess, other than my kids, other than being a mom,
0: right
1: is what I would I would love to do is you just help, help other, other people,
0: people with diabetes. yeah. well I want to ask you about that but before I do my last question remaining from what you just said is you stopped working because you felt like you were at a higher risk do you still feel like you're at a higher risk because you have type 1 you
1: know I don't know I had a visit with my doctor I see him every 3 months and I don't know it seems like now it's just so up in the air like as far as how it affects everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It affects everyone differently. You see perfectly normal, healthy people, you know, getting this and then they they're not okay yeah. the next second. It just none of it makes sense. There's yeah. no pattern to it. It's just so uh, the reality of everything, I guess I I feel like at times I am just because with any kind of virus that I've had, I am very like, I don't even know how to say it sensitive to any kind of illness. Mm-hmm. I can always tell my blood sugar will go up and my, you know, demand for insulin is like super high. It like doubles. And so um, I guess that would be my main concern is like the the sugars and being all wacky and doing crazy things.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I know that in my heart that feels the same way. It's like, there's part of you that feels like, you know, okay. I mean, we kind of live our lives pretty I guess similarly to before, we don't go out as much, obviously. There's, sto- right. you know, there's, I haven't been in a restaurant in a very long time. Um, you know, there are stores that make you call ahead for appointments. Now, if you want to come in and shop and things like that. And, you know, we've been keeping distance from older family members. And, right. You know, right. Thanksgiving's coming up next week and we're not really doing right. anything for Thanksgiving. because I know. Is, um, which is all, you know, okay. You know, if that's what needs to right. be.
1: Uh, right. If that's what we need to do. Right. Yeah.
0: But we are yeah. lacking the history because it's such a new problem. We are lacking the history to be able to look at and feel some comfort about, you know what I mean? Cause that really is yeah, what you're saying. Sure. You, you just, you, you would love somebody to say to you, look, it's probable or improbable, or you have this percentage of a chance. You're looking for those kind of, uh, things yeah, that make you yeah. comfortable, whether they're for even sure. true or not, they make you comfortable when you hear them. So,
1: right. Like I was it last week. I, you know, I have like Facebook groups of, you know, type one, whatever, and Dexcom. And I think your, your podcast is on there too. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I just put a thing out there just for curiosity, you know, how many people with diabetes have had the virus? How did you, you know, how did you respond to it? How did you handle it? Did you recover? Okay. Just, just, I guess I was more curious. Yeah. And so it was just a variety of things, but most of them, they were um, pretty consistent, you know, that they got fairly sick and a few, you know, most, I would say more than not a higher percentage of them, they ended up like in the hospital. I'm like, Shit, I can't end up in the hospital because that's probably my biggest worry because like I have three little people that depend on me and yeah. So you know, um, and if you leave him, like
0: he, you leave those kids with that guy for what six weeks, they'll just be out on a, a lake. Oh my ice god, I don't and, know what would happen. Yeah, shooting <laughs> He's things. Going to get
1: <laughs> mad at me for saying that, but yeah, it's it's kind of like I don't know. I mean, I definitely have a I have more patience, and he he would agree with me, you know, with that with with the boys. <laughs> I think it's just because they have so much energy, and then they fight, and then they're loving each other. I mean, it's a love hate relationship, so it's <laughs> like this swinging of emotions you know um yeah but yeah it's i I tune most of it out but (laughs) it can get overwhelming i
0: just stare through them scott that's all it's like they're not there um yeah they're little pills and i put them in imaginary little bottles and i mail them away
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) well yeah pretty much tell me a little bit about being diagnosed with type 1 when you are
1: so uh it was kind of interesting I I was eight. So then, you know, my oldest is eight. So I try not to sit and like obsess about, oh, my God, he's peeing a lot. You know, all those things that a parent worries about, I guess, with having kids. And um, so, yeah, I was eight years old. I I got a virus of some kind. I got sick, like the flu, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of declined after that. I lost weight was very ill. Um, at the time, um, I'm the youngest of four kids. My mom was a single parent. And so I think a lot of it was just uh, overlooked, like my symptoms and how I was presenting at that time. Okay. And, you know, back then, I feel like it wasn't as common either, um, type one. And so I feel like a lot of it was overlooked. And then as far as her being distracted with being a single mom and having a lot on her plate, um, I, the school finally, you know, had said something and I, I, uh, I think I fell asleep at my desk is what happened. And I just remember having this horrible headache. I could hardly, I was very fairly coherent and I want to say it was like 38 pounds, 38, 40 pounds. And I was eight years old. Um, pretty little and and I remember then they're like you have to take her in otherwise basically we'll call someone because she needs to go in to be seen Um, because I would fight it every time I was such I was a brat and I'd be like I don't want to go and I'd get in my way and my mom would you know not take me because I'd throw a big fit or something
0: your mom was like I have um, three other kids if this one dies it'll be fine
1: well oh yeah, think, yeah you know right. a spare a spare <laughs> I,
0: so it's I mean so honestly <laughs> Four is too man. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: pretty I mean, much, pretty much. Yeah. Plus you're um, eating, yeah, less, so you
2: know.
1: Um but yeah, during this time, so it's it's kind of interesting cuz I knew what was like going on. Well, I didn't know what was happening to me, but I learned about diabetes while I was actually becoming diagnosed with it. How? Because our teacher, my teacher was reading a book called Sugar Isn't Everything. Um, it's by Willow Davis Roberts. It's an older book and, and it's about a girl who gets type one diabetes and going about the story about how she has to, you know, adapt to this new lifestyle. And, and so it was just, it was very interesting during this whole time of reading this book. I, I'm diagnosed with it. So when the doctor had told me after they drew a blood sugar, you know, and told me it was almost 700 that, you know, she has type one diabetes. I remember sitting there in my mom's lap and it was just like, I just started bawling. Cause I knew, I knew at that moment, you know, this was a forever thing. I knew what it meant. And my mom was kind of more like, why is she, you know, like she didn't really know right. what it was. And so it was just interesting that I knew more than she did at that time. And it all kind of worked out
0: that way it was, it was it was very weird you were being read a book in class yeah about it says a detailed description of juvenile onset diabetes using a fictional form in which 11 year old amy discovers that she has the disease learns to treat it and deal with her anger and finally accepts that she can live with it and you're mm-hmm. being read that in school when you're diagnosed with type 1 diabetes
1: Yep. Wow, and
0: that's how you knew sitting in the doctor's office.
1: That's incredible. Yeah, yeah it was. It was bizarre. It was. I, it that, was like you got you're kidding, right? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Have, it was just like, really? I, I don't know. It was just. It was really strange how that worked out. But I,
0: I wonder what would have happened if your teacher was reading you a book about like winning the lottery and becoming a millionaire. Do you think that would have happened that, to you? Like, do you I think don't
1: there, know, did but it, that would have been. <laughs> You think there was
0: this magic thing that was happening in the room, (laughs) and that's the you got because she was reading? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, yeah, it's too bad. It wasn't that, right? It would have been
0: nice if she was reading Spider Man. I mean, come on. True. That would have been way better. Magic powers. Yeah. Don't you think? Honestly. (laughs) Although, you'd have to leave Minnesota. It's too cold to be in that underwear outside, I think.
1: I know. It's, you know, it's it's not too bad when. We had the days where, like, we have the nice snowfall, and which we had, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, just really random this weather. We had like a blizzard, and then it was like seventy degrees and just super weird. Um, yeah. But you know, it's nice with the boys; they they love it. Take them sledding, and next I want to you know like take them skiing. I used to ski, and my husband he he's never went either, so it'd be all their you know first time going. Right. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. It's, it, it gets long. If it wasn't as long, our winters, it wouldn't be so bad. But I, I feel like because you live so there, long.
0: But you don't realize how terrible it is. Like, if you were to go somewhere warm, you'd be like, oh, I'm never going back there. Uh, by the way, interesting side note about algorithms uh, online and how amazing they are. I just recently finished watching a television show called Longmire. On Netflix, which is basically like a modern Western TV show, in that television show, they referenced the book Lonesome Dove a couple of times. And when I went to Amazon and searched for Sugar Isn't Anything, it said, hey, books you might also like. And Lonesome Dove was one of them. Oh, really? I feel like that's that, you know, when it gives you that feeling like someone was in the room while you were watching a TV show, right. and, like sending notes to Amazon, this was one of those moments. It has nothing to do with you, Minnesota diabetes, rough, roof, rough, but it, it it is yeah. just, <laughs> just like, oh my God, that's creepy. All right. Yeah, that I'm is. Gonna, I have never thought about reading the book Lonesome Dove in my entire life.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So that makes me wonder. Since we are so impressionable, or computers are, um, I wonder how much of your early experience with diabetes, did any of it mimic the girl's experience in the book? Like, did you take up any of that as your own without realizing it? I know. That's a good question, right? You were probably just thinking that like, wow, Scott, really thoughtful question. I can't wait to hear the answer to it. Well, you're going to find that answer in just a moment. As soon as I tell you about the diabetes pro tip series from the juice box podcast. First thing I'm going to do is read you the last review I got for the pro tip series. It says this, this show, meaning the juice box podcast, this shows pro tip series has literally changed my life. My son was diagnosed with type one diabetes five months ago a few weeks before he turned two. I knew nothing about type one and the past five months have been a struggle. My son's honeymoon period lasted a few days and then every day was a battle of highs and lows, even with an insulin pump and a CGM. I had instincts on what I needed to do for him, but felt scared because the endo shut down all of my ideas and suggestions. I truly felt hopeless and out of control and scared for my son's health. Then I had this podcast recommended to me by another mom, and it was life-changing. All of my instincts were validated, and most of my fears eased. It shifted my perspective on type 1 diabetes and medical devices. Within two days of listening to the podcast, my son's average glucose levels went from 150 to 119. His spikes past 200 disappeared or became a rarity. Most importantly, after listening to the Pro Tip series, I feel so much more in control and less fearful About his diabetes. I feel empowered to make decisions that I know are right for him, and I trust that what I think is going to happen will happen. I know every day won't be perfect, but after this podcast, I feel up to the challenge for the first time since he was diagnosed. I finally feel like a good mom again. Thank you. That's from March 3rd, 2021. Please check out the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes and the Defining Diabetes episodes and the Defining Diabetes episodes. Again, they're right there in your podcast player, or you can go to diabetesprotip.com to get them listed out for you. You could actually listen there online, which I don't think is really handy for most people, but at least they're in order. You can see what episode numbers they are. Then you can go back into your player and listen through. That's just one person's review. I could read you a lot more, but I'd like to get you back to Ashley. So I will. If you have type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, I mean, if you're using insulin, whether you're MDI on a pump, the caregiver of someone with type 1, or an adult who's been living with it forever, check out the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes from the Juicebox podcast. Make sure you know the terms that you're using with diabetes. Check out the Defining Diabetes episodes from the podcast. That's all I got for you guys. I want you to get back to Ashley and find out the answer to that question. That great question that the interviewer asked was really insightful. All right, here we go. Looking back.
1: You know, I, I think so, because I I don't know if it was the book or I don't know if it was just my take on it or maybe how I saw my mom at that time, because I knew it was affecting her you know, pretty badly. And like we, she just went through a divorce with my dad and he was, you know, not a good person, not good to us or my mom or anything. So I think during that time, I was just kind of like, well, this is a lot and it's a lot for her to take on. And this, I mean, this is kind of funny too. I mean, it's funny now, but so I get this weird thing with, with blood sometimes, which everybody's like, Ashley, you're a nurse you're a type one diabetic and you faint, you know, but it's only when people, it's a control thing. So like if I have my blood drawn, I have to lay down every time for my A1Cs. It's really kind of silly, but um, so at that time, they're just like, how are you going to give yourself a shot? You're not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to pass out. So it was more what drove me is like my siblings and family being like, oh, you're not, she's not going to be able to do it. You know, it's like had this whole, whole, uh, impression that uh, i just don't think she's gonna be able to do it and that kind of drove me more to be like i am gonna show every one of you that i'm gonna do this and i did and i was doing shots myself before i left that hospital wow and i continued to do that
0: so so mainly because people thought you couldn't you felt like you had to prove that you could
1: yeah like proving them wrong type of thing i guess i've always kind of been
0: give like an adversarial like vibe about you in general
1: yeah i mean I, 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 just, I don't mean
0: that in a bad way i guess like, yeah. I guess there's also a um you know a way to to be impacted by that where you just feel like you absorb it you just think oh okay well they don't think i can so i can't you know like obviously yeah
1: i don't want to be like oh i can't and then play like the victim role and be like poor me you know what i mean like i yeah. i just feel like this this isn't cancer so i'm grateful that it's something i can control That's it. and i i'm gonna I'm going to do this. You know, I mean, then they had me in the hospital. I think it was like eight days and cause I was in DKA. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had like, you know, nutritionists come in and back then, you know, it was all different of how you had to eat and all this stuff. Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot of information, obviously for an eight-year-old to take in, but I felt like I just, I already was prepped for it. Maybe because it was listening to the book. Yeah, I um, wonder, too, about, like... Had something to do with it?
0: Because there, there's some heady things you're talking about as an eight-year-old. Um, I'm drawn to ask, were you a little on your own to begin with? I'm not trying to uh, shit on your mom, Yeah, but.
1: well, no, maybe. I mean, yeah. my siblings were pretty good. I mean, my oldest sister, she's 10 years older than me. And so, what, 18? So, senior. So, she's, you know, preoccupied with school stuff and whatnot. hmm um my brother's two years older than me so we were pretty close growing up but i don't know i I kind of i guess during that time i felt maybe a little bit more i'm just gonna have to figure this out on my own type of thing but i had support it's not like i didn't have a support but um in the same sense it's like well really the only one who's gonna do this is gonna be me you know i mean my siblings are giving me shots um you know, to think my ten-year-old brother was giving me a shot in the back of my arm—it's just crazy to me. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little scary too. They had to come in and they had to learn on an orange too. Right. They had to do they injections taught your siblings on an orange,
0: and you and your mom. Yeah. Wow.
1: And all my siblings, yeah, they had to take like classes. Fun for was, them. They must. Have yeah, I know. Them. They right? must have been like, yeah,
0: what is going on? The whole yeah. thing is uh, <laughs> is kind of crazy. It's only, and it's only. Well, I I shouldn't say only, twenty eight years, a long time ago. So, um, yeah. And so what was your, how how did your care go? Like, would you, where do you remember, like, your A1Cs being? Because they were measuring those back then, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, when I, you know, signed up to have this interview with you, I, uh, you know, I wanted all my records. So my mom didn't really remember, you know what my A1Cs were. I knew they weren't the best. Okay. Um, I knew then, you know, the doctors were like, oh yeah, just keep her above 250 and she won't die on you, you know, type of thing. And, you know, little did my mom know, I think it was just the resources of, or lack of resources, I should say, that she had and knowledge. So nothing, nothing that's her fault. Um, but I did run not in a healthy range i mean i was 13 when i was diagnosed the a1c of 13.2 i think mm-hmm. and then i think they finally got it down to like 11 and then it was uh, i don't know like a few years after that it was like seven nine seven point nine um but yeah i always i never ran like in the six five or sixes until now till the last you know eight years
0: okay What changed eight years ago?
1: Um, A pump. I finally convinced myself and the, the phobia of getting low blood sugar. I, I always, I struggled with that since I think high school, I had a really bad uh, hypoglycemic episode. And I think it was like in the twenties. And I just remember being not in control of myself And I hated that feeling, and more like a panic, impending doom feeling I get. I still, when I when I'm trending down, it's kind of weird. That's my first symptom: is I won't get sweaty or shaky. All of a sudden, I'll just have this thought, like a bad thought,
2: like I'm gonna die,
1: super horrible, just like, just like an anxiety. I don't. It could be anything random. It'll just come to my mind. And then I'll look at my pump. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm sure I'm coming down. You know? It's where just does like, that
0: number happen at? Like, where does that feeling come in at? I
1: think it's any time I start trending down. Like at, like below 100.
0: Like the fall. Arden used yeah, to say the, she Yeah, the could, fall. Yeah, Arden, can yeah. Say, Arden would say she felt the fall.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, you feel the fall. It's almost like if you were... I compare it as just if you were to uh, you're on a roller coaster, you know, you're going up. You're you're there, you feel okay, it's not moving, and then all of a sudden you start going down and you can feel the, you know, the gravity and everything, just the weight pull and it's kind of the same concept. Yeah. I feel like
0: your insides Both. just feel weird and pulled on. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and there I'll is just, a literal feeling of fall. Of, do you literally feel like you're falling? It's like a change of pressure in your head or
1: Yeah, well, no, it's just like a like more like I don't know, just like uh a little I'd say a little dizzy. A little okay. dizzy and just like anxiety.
0: And then my then heart rate
1: will go up and Because yeah. you
0: know what can happen if you keep going. Right. Okay. All right. So and, then,
1: and okay. I try not to be cuz I've tried to be more aggressive with, with insulin, you know, obviously. I just I want to be In better control you know now not for my own sake but for my children mostly and that's probably what has changed you know i've always had try try to have good control adolescent years were the hardest i would say um but as far as like being a mom you know there's i'm just going to do everything possible that i can to have it in good control and not only blood sugar control but like cholesterol and blood pressure and all those other factors that play a big role.
0: So being a mom and, made you feel like you need to be healthier.
1: Yeah. 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 Healthier than what I, you know, used to be, or I tried to be, I've always been a very active person into fitness. And, um, I was a personal trainer before, you know, doing massage therapy. And then before I was a nurse, So I have all the kind of different random roles that I've, that I've done as far as jobs and stuff. But Health and fitness has always been a big, big thing.
0: You know, so many people have come on the show and said that they had type 1 diabetes. They've had it their whole life. And it's normally women. And they say that once they either meet someone they want to marry or have a child, that's the first time they become like serious, I guess, about Mm -hmm. a lower, more stable blood sugar. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's, and I find that to be fascinating, the, um, because I don't think it's uncommon that you, that it's, right. that it's hard to right. do something for yourself, but, <laughs> but for some reason, it's yeah, much for easier sure. to do it for someone else. For yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to have good control. Cause I felt like, you know, at that time being diagnosed that this was something I can control. I, I saw other people who, you know died from cancer, you know, I just, things they can't control or, or manage, I should say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, I don't know, to me, I'm not going to complain about that. And I want other people to not I think the biggest thing in school, when I was in elementary school, you know, people would be looking at me and, you know, and a few kids would call me the AIDS girl. And I would laugh, you know, laugh because I'd be like, okay, you just don't know anything and you're stupid and whatever. But, um, You know, I wanted to really educate other people about it because at that time I was like the only diabetic in the school. And so I did a blood sugar check on my meter in front of the classroom because then, you know, you could bring the needles out and it wouldn't matter. Um, Had a few kids pass out on me, but, you know.
0: um, (laughs) From seeing needles, they would get woozy?
1: Yeah, the blood, I think. You know, I was doing a demonstration Passed out,
0: and I'm sorry. I want to make sure I heard you right. They called you AIDS girl.
1: Yeah, I had a few kids that did that because yeah. you
0: were sick, and they thought you were. They felt like you were sick, and that was I think the they prominent thought they illness? could get it
1: from me or something. Like I was contagious. Oh, like yeah, like they would get. You know, oh, sh- that's terrible. Diabetes from me. Yeah, yeah I know, isn't it? So yeah. I just I didn't care because I would just kind of laugh and because I'd be like, well, you're you need obviously you don't know anything, you know, Hmm. you just look silly saying that. So, but yeah, I think throughout my whole, I mean, adolescent years, even though I didn't have like the best control, I think it wasn't because I didn't want to, I knew it was important. And I knew, I knew all the complications that could happen. I knew, you know, I was very informed about it and I understood it. I think it was more of, um, more of a, I had that phobia so badly of the low blood sugar and like being out and about and being with friends or like at a party, um, you know, I wasn't the best kid. So I was very, you know, like as far as drinking and stuff, you know, I did a lot of that throughout my high school years and, and, uh, I was very smart about it. Obviously it always like check my sugars and stuff, but, but yeah, it was just like the, those years of, then I I switched doctors is what really changed things too. And he's like, we really have to get, you know, tighter um, control for you. Oh, because oh, no kidding. Will affect you.
0: So when you the first time you're pregnant, do you get pregnant on purpose? Like, do you say yeah? Like, so you have yeah. like a lead up to it. Did you do anything about your blood sugar prior to becoming pregnant, or how did you handle? Yeah.
1: That? So I I did see my OB doctor. I want to say it was like the fall before that, I don't know, it was like February, March or whatever. I found out I was pregnant with my son and, you know, he did all like, I want to make sure your, you know, kidneys are fine. And we're going to check everything, just make sure you're good and healthy. And, you know, I did everything and it was fine. He's like, the one thing you just got to try to get your, my A1C at that time was like 7.2 or something. He's like, I really want it down, you know, like 6.5 or, you know, 6 to 6.5. And so I did. I was, I was, you know, I had the pump then. It was a Medtronic pump. And then I was doing, I don't think the sensor at that time. I think I, no, I think I was the very first one, which was awful, by the way. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. Wait, which one? I have so much scar tissue. It's terrible. Which one? It was the, I said the N light. Is it the N light? Yeah. Who made that? But That's med- Medtronic.
0: Medtronic, yeah.
1: Oh my God, oh, so And painful. you live in
0: Minnesota. You're not even allowed to say anything bad about Medtronic. They'll kick you right out of the state.
1: Well, I'm not. I, <laughs> I, I, I am not to say a few words that I'm not a fan of Medtronic. I will just say that. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to bash. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, I so appreciate that. this.
0: Well, um, listen, early, <laughs> I had
1: my experience with it, but yeah, early
0: you know, technology. I'm, so, in fairness to them, very early technology. Uh, yeah. Not, well, not great stuff. Yeah. And they were, I
1: think one of the first who came out with it, I just did one of my papers on uh, uh, healthcare technology and I chose to do it, you know, on sensors. Why not? Um, So I, I did a little research on that. It was very interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, as far as when, what's the came out and, and just the advances too for the future as far as. Yeah, listen, oh, when, whenever cool. you can
0: move on from something that people used to refer to as a harpoon to something better, I think is it is a definite upgrade.
1: Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well um well, well, hold on. Let me let me kind of poke around a little bit here for a second. Um yeah. Okay. So you're you meet a guy how long until you have the baby after you're married?
1: Oh, we got married 2010. Right. And then 2012, February, couple March years. of 2012. A right.
0: couple years. I was pregnant. Yeah. And so, yep. in those years, A1C, more in the sevens, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Six,
1: seven. Yeah. Still having a
0: reasonably wilder life, or are you kind of settling in by then?
1: I was doing schoolwork. Okay. My life consisted of nursing school at that time. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then, when so kind of it kind of in, intersects the having the baby and the getting on a pump, all that sort of intersects time wise together. Mm-hmm. And then, what about having a pump helped you?
1: Well, I think well first I was hesitant to go on it just because I technology and I just trusting it was mm-hmm. my biggest thing. But then once I got on it, I'm like, God, why didn't I do this before? You know, I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, I don't know. It's just the, the flexibility. I can go run and then I don't have to, you know what I mean? It's just a lot more. It, it, it's just, yeah, flexible, like okay. compared to the Lantis and the Novolog or even better yet, the NPH and regular, which old school. But that's how Which they sold
0: it back then though, right? Like, oh, you'll take less shots, there'll be fewer shots and you'll only have to take one insulin. And this thing's going to make all your decisions. You'll just tell it how many carbs you're having. Like that was the sales pitch for a pump all that yeah. time ago, right?
1: Right, Yeah. right, and so, yeah.
0: And so what did it basically allowed you to do was, I mean, what were you doing prior on MDI that wasn't happening on pumps? Were, were you skipping injections or not pre-bolusing or what gets easy? What yeah, I you? think,
1: I, I think a lot of it was, um, not as, I would say closely monitored my blood sugar. I, I would tend to just run higher. So then I knew I was safe, safer. Okay. And then I could go, you know, work out for two hours and then I would be, you know, something crazy. Cause I was very active and, um, you know, and then I wouldn't crash i mean i wouldn't have that anxiety or that feeling of being low
0: because
1: mm-hmm. some people i don't some people can tolerate it just fine and they don't feel crappy when they're low but
0: well back then your blood sugar was higher more frequently
1: right so then your body it's like a shock it was even then worse. you're not used to you know even a blood sugar Like people who run high all the time and then they're like 120 and they feel like they're low
0: yeah how about now mm-hmm. is it different for you now
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's way better. Like I'll be, sometimes I'll, I mean, it's actually where I don't feel it. I mean, if I don't have the swinging, like my deviation isn't huge, you know, like if if it's not swinging so much, it's a lot better. And and I won't feel, I won't have hardly any symptoms. Okay. Like I could be 55 and I won't have any or 50 and I won't have symptoms, which can be a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, But. You know, if I don't have a ton of insulin on board, I know I'm not going to die. I have glucose, you know, I'm not, there's things to intervene. Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't know why I've, I've, I think it was just those few times that I had a really bad experience and then I actually had to have like, not like therapy, but kind of a little bit to like work through some of that.
0: Oh, so you were really freaked out by it.
1: Like, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Like it, it, it affected me. For a while. And then, and then I was able to kind of overcome some of that, you know, and not be so afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of getting that under control, getting on a better system. You know, I had the Medtronic, uh, the closed loop system and I felt like it would, when it worked, it worked great, but you know, it was just like a couple day thing here and there. And then the calibrating and it was just like, no, I can't. Can't do that. So then my doctor obviously recommended another system and gave it a shot and glad I did. Cause I, I think I had two medtronic pumps that they failed on me, unfortunately, like over the weekend. And so that really sucked because then I was just doing manual injections every two hours.
0: I don't know where it's, and, and the more um, people get on technology sooner and sooner in their diagnosis, the less they know how to do. I got a note from somebody the other day that was just in a panic because their pump broke and they're like i don't know how to do this other thing at all
1: right it just right.
0: completely lost you know
1: right you know? yeah yeah
0: well yeah okay so when you asked to come on the show what were you hoping to talk about like are we getting to
1: what I guess you were, well we're hoping kind on? of well there's a few other things Go i ahead. would like to tell, bring up tell me about it um so obviously like i don't know like you said with the whole like fingers like less needle pokes, and then you feel like, at least for me, people are like, oh, you got to give yourself shots. You know, like that's got to be the worst thing ever. And that's not the worst thing at all. Like that's probably the easiest thing out of out of all of it. It's just, you know, like maintaining that window and like balancing that teeter-totter and making sure it's not tipping too far to the left or too far to the right. And, and I think it's just important for people to, to understand that and understand the difference of how it affects people differently. Like as far as diabetes goes, do
0: you feel like, uh, do you feel like the people around you just don't get it? And there's
1: so many people around here that don't get it. It's unbelievable. And like, I had really bad experience two weeks ago. I had to go in. I had to go get checked out because I was not feeling good. My husband had to come home. I went into the ER we were, I think, exposed prior to that. I had a babysitter here, and she she texted me and said, hey, I'm sorry. I have a positive result. And so I thought, okay, well, whatever. We're just going to get it, wait it out. And I my sugars were higher that weekend. And then come Monday, I, I just did not feel right. And here I was, like, dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just the busy with the boys, not drinking enough and my electrolytes were like all wacky. So anyways, I get into the ER, the ER doctor's like, well, you know, we're going to check your blood sugar. And obviously I was like stressed at the time. So like my sugars, like I'm very sensitive to that. If I get adrenaline, you know, it just like shoots me way up. Right. And so right away he's like, Hey, you need to take your pump off. We're starting to insulin drip and I look at him. And I'm like, The hell if you are like, you're not starting an insulin drip on me. I said, you can call my doctor. And my doctor and I have that relationship where I have his cell phone number and I'll call him up, you know, because this doctor was very adamant. Well, no, I have a 12 year old, you know, down the hallway. I know what DKA is. And then when he said that, I go, DKA, what?
0: How high was your blood sugar?
1: I think it was like 260. (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know. I was just like one 100 to 130 all that morning mm-hmm. and this was like at 12 30 and I, I explained the situation I explained that you know I was not feeling the best I think I am just dehydrated and sure enough you know when they drew a metabolic panel on me and they you know my my sodium was off potassium I think my bicarb was a little bit lower too and so Because of that, I wasn't in DKA, but he basically said, you're going to be in DKA. I'm starting you on a drip, and you're taking the pump off. Like, he wasn't a fan of the insulin pump.
0: Well, that's (laughs) weird, because you would think that if you just got hydrated with, you know, through a line, your blood sugar probably would have fallen pretty quickly.
1: Oh, yeah, and it did. I said, you just wait a little bit. I said, once I get fluids, I will be fine. I will. I guarantee it i said i've had this for 28 years i know myself you know trying to tell the doctor this and just Mm -hmm. having them tell me is like probably the worst thing to do like i when it comes to that you know what i mean like something you've had
0: yeah you just know you can stick up for yourself and and be clear about it it's almost like
1: i get i get very like not like protective it's a weird thing to say but like just more like defensive a little bit when someone's going to tell me that they don't really have a lot of knowledge about. I mean, some, yeah, he's a doctor, but you know, my thankfully, when he did call my doctor then, because he agreed to call before they did anything, because he wanted to give me 10 units of insulin right there through IV for 260? I, yeah.
0: That seems excessive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't know any of your
0: ratios, and that seems a little Oh, heavy my
1: sensitivity me. level, like one unit will drop me 50 points. Yeah. I said, I said, you are not giving me that. And I was kind of like, not a panic. Cause I was getting, I was getting a little bit angry. Mm-hmm. not going to lie. And so there's like two other people that came in and I kind of was like, really, I mean, what are you going to strap me down? You're going to give me this. Like, I, I don't know. It was pretty crazy. And I don't know if it's just like the stress of the pandemic right now and everybody else was stressed, but it was just like, Hey, you're just, you're not doing that. You're going to call him first. And then you're, then we're going to reevaluate the situation.
0: Sounds like you handled it really well.
1: I tried. I mean, I try to just keep my cool. I don't get upset. It takes a lot to get me upset. Yeah. And that is one thing that will get me upset. Well, now, you know, as far as,
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, I got a note the other day from a mom whose child is newly diagnosed and her husband is a doctor. And so she's going through the diagnosis thing more recently. Doctors in the hospitals not recognizing what's going on had they not right. noticed something and said something you know who knows what kind of care the kid would have gotten leads the mother to say to me, you know newly again she's newly diagnosed uh, family and and she's like, you know there should be more awareness around this, which obviously people who've been around diabetes for a while know that there's you know a constant push for there to be awareness around testing when people aren't feeling well and Generally speaking, ex- explaining type 1 diabetes better to physicians. But I think the truth is, is that you can't really do that. Like, right. There's no magic thing that any of us are going to do that is just going to blanket the country and the world with knowledge that everyone's going to soak up and have forever and never forget again the next time they see somebody with diabetes or showing signs or symptoms it's just the the world's a continuing process, and
1: yeah, you, oh yeah,
0: you just have to keep sure. educating, keep educating, keep going, right, you know, right, it, it, yeah. It and
1: that's that's why I wasn't trying to get too upset, but in the same sense, like I was though, because you're gonna do this to me, and this is my body, and you're gonna bottom me out, right? Because I have had bad experience in the past, well, and that has happened to me. No, I, and I don't
0: want to ignore like the very visceral feeling you have, because I think it's obvious to have. Um, but it, that intention of people need to know, like that sentence yeah, that I've sure. heard spoken to me, typed to me, said to me a million times over the last 15 years with well-meaning people who've had bad experiences who are like, people need to know. And I'm like, yes, they do. How are you going to do that? I don't know. So there's not much you can do. Like, you know, like as for as, right. much, for right. as much awareness if this as this podcast spreads to people about type one in general and how to manage insulin and things like that. If I went up on the internet right now and deleted all these episodes, three weeks from now, everybody who learned something from this podcast would dissipate back into the world. And they'd, that would be it. It would all start over again. And, and, I'm, right, not, and right. I'm not reaching nearly everybody with diabetes. You, you know what I mean? Like, so it's just very difficult to, to quell that, that thirst for I wish everybody knew. That there's no good. Right. There's no good. Right. Way to, I yeah. mean, I appreciate yeah. you adding your voice to the podcast so that hopefully more people will know it and this will help somebody. But
1: well, I hope yeah. so because I mean, it's not like I'm trying to be like, okay, you know, get down on somebody, but just to be like, hey, like, I mean, there obviously there's there is like stereotyping with this disease. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you say? I mean, as far as like people, I mean, people will just be like, oh, there's sugar in that, you can't eat that, you know, old school right. stuff,
0: right? Like, or what? AIDS like, girl. Which yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I,
1: I, yeah. And, and so I, I feel like awareness needs to be more out there. And just okay. the fact that diabetes isn't just, you know, just the shots and it's, it's not, it's about just you have to, a constant balancing act. You know what I mean? It's just like a, everything you do, you know, you sleep, it never goes away. I mean, for me. I mean, because I'd like to be in good control I get up to go to the bathroom at night. I check where I'm at, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I like to be at a good number. I sleep the best at a good number. I mean, and you feel the best. Yeah, and you so, want to wake
0: up. Well, the whole, yeah. the, the whole thing. Right. Listen, right. in absolute honesty, the way I think about diabetes is that it just doesn't stop. And, and it does. But I don't think about no. it. I don't think of that in like a necessarily a bad way. I mean, what I mean by it is, is that people segment it into, oh, my mornings are a problem, or my overnights, or I struggle at lunch. I just don't think about it that way. I think about it like driving a car. Like, my car's in between the lines, and it's my goal to keep the car in between the lines. We don't want to swerve too far one way or too far the other way, because when we do, you know, when we go too far off the road, now we're in the weeds, and we're bouncing through right. rocks, and it's a lot harder to get back on the road and get stable again. So, right, in my right. opinion, much simpler to... Act be an active participant in driving, and just make the little adjustments, the bumps and the nudges, and hold yourself in the lane. Right,
2: right. And then if you
0: never get high, you don't get high, and then you don't get in that fight, and then you don't crash down later. Right. Right. Um, to me, it's about small efforts throughout the day that like
1: being proactive, basically, that leads to less big things
0: needing to be done or or happening to you. For sure. I don't know. It just, it it makes sense to me that way. And it works that way. Like this morning, this morning at 6am when I did not have to be up until 7 at 6am, I got a text message from Arden that said, uh, my pod is out of insulin. So she just, we, you know, we thought we were going to make it till the morning and we missed by like an hour. So, Mm -hmm. you know, six o'clock comes, she texts me, my pod's out of insulin. And I'm like, all right. I'm going to get up and I'll grab another pot. I'll fill it. I'll just take it up to her room. We'll slap it on. I'm going to see if I can go back and get like another half an hour's worth of sleep. And I knew she was still asleep. But keep in mind, she didn't pop out of bed going, well, there's something to take care of now. She told me when I said, okay, she was like, okay. And she went right back to sleep again. So Phil, I let the dogs out. I'll be honest. Yeah. I fed (laughs) the dogs. Uh, I I grabbed a little insulin, put it in a pump, went upstairs. We cleaned off a spot, uh, put the pot on. And by in that in that little amount of time, her blood sugar went from 108 to 127 diagonal up, so it was rising. And Mm -hmm. I put the we put the pump on. I gave her what I felt like was a healthy bolus, like she got like two units, um, you know. And trust me, it doesn't take two units to move Arden from 128 to you know to 95 or 85. Right. Um, But I just figured, well, she hasn't had basil for the last 20 minutes or so, and you know, right. I don't know how this is all going. And, and we never experienced a spike after that. Like huh. She's 111 now and she's only been wearing the new pod for a few hours. And I would like to make a small adjustment. um, And I probably will after I get done talking to you. I'll talk to her about being a little more aggressive right here with the 111. But I think that's just a great example of of just not getting too far off course ever. Right. You know? Right. Yep. So. Yep. I For agree sure. with you. I and, sure. I and by the way, going back a second, I wish that I could think of a better way to spread awareness about type one because, you know, I don't talk about it much. But that was my whole goal when I started my blog. In I think you do though. I mean,
1: through through everyone's like from listening to you, I've learned a lot. I mean, I didn't, I would pre-bolus, but not as often as I do mm. now. I mean, just hearing. Hearing other people's stories, too, that you have on there, it's it's all, I think, you learn from other people's experiences, too. Well, I agree. And so you are, you know, spreading awareness. Yeah, you know what I, I think mean. what you're doing is a really great thing. You're very nice. And that's why I wanted to be on here. Oh, well, thank
0: you. So, Look at you sweet-talking yeah. me, trying to get the well, title changed, but it's not going to work, honest. Ashley. It's not going to work. Uh, it's, it's, the <laughs> title is... It, well, but first of all, thank you. That was very nice. And secondly... What I meant was, I I don't I believe that I'm spreading awareness. Um, and I think there's valuable information in the podcast, like you yeah. said. But I mean, like that one blanket magic wand everyone knows, and we can start from a new reality. That doesn't exist, right. you know what I mean? Right. You can't right. you can't yeah, mandate sure. that kind of understanding.
1: All right, for sure. Um, yeah, yep.
0: So I very much enjoyed this. I I just want to go over it again very quickly. When life is difficult, that is what what's the word rough right and then a dog says
1: (laughs) and not a wolf
0: right but what's the dog rough and the thing on the top of your house rough
1: and rough
0: but what's the thing on the top of your house
1: what was that what's
0: the thing on the top of your house that keeps you dry
1: a rough (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, see, you said roof the first time, and I knew roof. you. Were, I, know, I, I thought knew, I'd change it up a little I bit. I knew you were trying off. too hard the first time, yeah. and you said roof. I'm like, yeah. there's no way she says roof in general. Like just when she's talking, it's rough, right?
1: It's it's rough. <laughs> it's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I Ash- knew
1: I'd get for the minnesota accent that's right listen i was you, already anticipating it there are three
0: different words that mean three completely different things yeah they do you're they saying do. exactly the same way yeah <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much you're too landlocked i need to get you to an ocean <laughs> when's the last time you saw an ocean
1: oh my god uh right before it was 2012 we went out, uh, to mexico i know we haven't we were supposed to go on a trip my husband and I tell your story. Uh, it was through his work, and it was right at the pandemic though, and it was a free trip. Uh, yeah, f-
0: losing a free trip is the uh, worst thing ever. Super
1: bummer. Uh, I know, and so he was really looking forward to it, which I don't blame him at all. And and know, first time leaving the kids too, oh, so it was that just like, well, wonderful. Let's just do it. Yeah. It'll be good for us and for them, and you know, Co- yeah. And then and it then got COVID. canceled. Because of everything, and so it's been. I think it's just been a really rough year, for a hard year, I should say.
0: No, no, you should Not say rough. a rough year.
1: I know. <laughs> I probably say that word way too much. There's other words I say way too much too, and my husband always reminds me. No, no, no. Um, well, and well, my kids say it too. I mean, they're like little
2: <sighs> parrot.
1: You know everything yeah. I do. I I hear what they say, i'm like, oh my god, I say that way too much.
0: <laughs> well, hey, well, just, just generally speaking, what kind of work does your husband do?
1: um like hydraulic uh he builds elevators
0: wow and that was gonna get you a trip somewhere nice
1: yeah he works for a company that they're they're really generous and they they uh you can like win trips places i mean it wasn't the ocean um
0: but it was not home where those kids are
1: right which closet just to get a little break because we haven't you know had just us time in a while which which i get can be a lot which Um, which
0: closet were you gonna lock the children in when you left or were you gonna leave them with somebody Probably the downstairs They're downstairs, downstairs. Basement. Oh, roomy yeah. little bit of light nobody
1: can hear them then yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't know, even cause your problem with the cops and we have
1: whatever. really good friends that would have uh taken them we had it all planned out and then you know oh, plans sorry. change That but. sucks.
0: well i think that um you, when you're especially when you live in the middle of the country it's hard to get to the ocean now i'm the, like I'm, my brother married his wife in St. John, in the Virgin Islands, which I'm always very grateful because he's like, you know, we're trying to decide if we should have, he said, we're trying to decide if we should have a bigger wedding here in Wisconsin or a much smaller wedding in St. John. And I said, well, I'm voting a much smaller wedding in St. John, mainly because I don't want to come to Wisconsin, uh, but but mostly, yeah, right. but mostly because I'd like to go to a beach. And as he went back and forth, I actually sent him a note once and I said, uh, I'm willing to make the gift larger because we were going to give them money i was like i'm willing to make the gift larger if we can go to do this on, on an island and so my brother got married on the on the beach uh, which was really lovely except it was very interesting to see his wife who had pretty much like never seen the ocean before see it oh, for the first time in saint john you know um, yeah yeah i just yeah, i feel for you guys like you and at the same time i'm jealous i would when I dream about running away and retiring somewhere, in my mind, it's like Wyoming or Utah or something like that, you know.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful out there. Like Idaho. Yeah. I've been out there a few times. It's a whole different country.
0: Yeah. Except there. I'll end up dying in New Jersey. But I understand what you're saying. I have a lymph node right now. I just reached around my neck the other day. at had a bump on my neck. And I said to Kelly, I'm like, feel this. What is this? What is this? And she 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 it <laughs> and it. She goes, "Well, that's not good." And I said, "Why would you lead with that?" I said, "Why would you?" Oh say-? my god! I said, "I I might have a little bit." Like I said, my nose is a little stuffy. And she goes, "Do you have COVID?" I'm like, "No, no, no." I'm like, "But I def- this is definitely a lymph node, right?" You know when they get kind of like.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah when right. you're fighting something, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get swelled up. And so yeah. now
0: I'm just touching it. Like, I'm positive I have neck cancer. You know what I mean? Like, oh, jeez, yeah. I, I don't like even a, think neck cancer is a thing. Reaction. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just like, oh, this is yeah. it right here. I'm never going to make it to Wyoming. I want to see a bison. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't you want to see a bison? You guys have moose or elk there or something, don't you? But yeah,
1: you- so we have, there is a, like a state park over here. And we can drive through and see the bison over there. And we have like a... Yeah, we have a lot of state parks around here, which is nice, because then we can go, you know, actually do something, because you can't really do anything else other than stuff that's outside, you know, COVID. I'm down with
0: that. I really am. I I was selling it to Kelly the other day. I was selling, not telling. I was like, I just need a good internet connection and a microphone. I can do my job. And I was like, so... Where can you do yours from? Because it's—I hate this place. Not New Jersey. Like I like the people. I think it's like I right. like living around here. It's just I wish it—it's it, going to get cold and dark and gloomy and stay that way for way too long. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. I've never been out east. I've been out west. I've been to California. Yeah. Uh, Texas, Mexico, Idaho, Wyoming. But I've never been out out east. I think the most we were in South Carolina. For our honeymoon,
0: Hilton Head Island. Yeah, Savannah. Yeah, we to we I've I've yeah. been to uh, the Outer Banks in North Carolina a couple of times, um, and that's a nice trip. But I've enjoyed I enjoyed it when I was in Texas. I wish people would I wish uh, COVID would go away and people would invite me back to Texas. I'd like to I'd like to see Austin and yeah
1: yeah it's yeah it's fun. it's fun it's fun there. Like
0: that. But anyway, all right. Well, listen, we've sure. done a good thing here today. I don't know what we did, but I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, I probably could have rambled on a little bit more, but
0: yeah, you're cool. You got something else. I'm not going to cut you off if you have something else.
1: Well, I mean, I think that the other thing too, like during the time I scheduled this with you Mm -hmm. and then, and then I think, I think I told you about my stepdad passed away like two, almost three months ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was the end of August. And so he was type one. So not blood related. But the other family member, right? i have no other family members. Or my cousin is actually, but. Um,
0: Your cousin will be. So, yeah, he. Yeah.
1: So, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, he. So, that is, I would say there's one on my mom's side. But as far as him, my stepdad, you know, he, he, uh, we got like an autopsy and how, cause I thought he was wearing a pump. That mm. was, it was weird because I had the recall letter in the mail about it and about, something about the re- the reservoir you know infusing the entire thing or something like that okay um and he was wearing that pump and so i was just like well you know it was very unexpected My mom found him i mean really unfortunate that it happened the way it did but um but yeah my first thought in my head was i want to see his pump and so i got a hold of it and i saw like the, all the history on it and and everything and um Oh my god! Maybe he he gave too much, or the pump gave too much, and he just he woke up. He was not coherent, and that was that. And so they're still actually looking into it right now. Hmm. Um, but they did find other things. I mean, as far as like, you know, when I talked about it's important to have a good A one C, but it's also important to have good cholesterol and good um, blood pressure. I remember an episode you were talking about. You know, if you were to look at or to think about diabetes from a physical standpoint, like if you were to actually see inside your vessels and your veins, and yeah. you have too much sugar in them, it's like sandblasting your your veins. I think you were talking about that one episode, right? And basically, that's he he didn't keep the best care. You know, manage um, his diabetes the best, but he was he was trying. I yeah. think at like the end, um. And so he did have, like, uh, arterial sclerosis of his arteries of his heart, wow. which they did find. And so I think with just being type 1, I think it's just important to take all those preventative health measures, you know, like, getting the cholesterol checked and all of the the things you should be doing um, other than having a good A1C yeah. is, I guess, my other thing I wanted to bring up yeah.
0: like, for people take care of your overall eight. health is uh is a big deal for everybody not just people with diabetes that's for certain um, yeah
1: yeah for sure for and, sure so um yeah I think there's just other factors that go into it that that play a huge role in just overall health and um and you know and and, and women who are type one too that was the other stigma I wanted to just shortly touch on it was just like the um you know, oh, you're type one, so you're having a big baby. You know, that's that's why your babies are huge because your blood sugar is out of control. Because my my last son was almost twelve pounds, hmm. and but my A one C was six two. Okay. And so I just had these ginormous children. No that kidding. Like I was carrying triplets.
0: You get hate mail from your vagina ever?
1: Well, I mean, I'd see sections. Oh, okay. I was gonna so, say
0: then that's perfect. I
1: don't think yeah. I don't think that was even possible. I
0: would have had um, a zipper installed,
1: yeah. in case,
0: <laughs> just you know, just in case. I'm not like
1: the biggest person, so I carrying these <laughs> yeah. these boys. Let's it was, take it, it out through, lot, through this
0: but, hatch right here in my side, if you don't mind. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would walk around. And I would get the craziest looks from people, and you know, but I, I just <laughs> how tall just are turn, you? Uh, five six.
0: Okay. With this giant baby in front pounds. of you? Yeah. Just, yeah.
1: So I, was, I, uh, yeah. So I had my, my first son was very preterm. He was like, he was airlifted and stuff, but, oh. um, he was six pounds. Um, my middle son was full term. And then my youngest son was, he was a big boy, like okay. 23 inches long, just big and Holy early shit. too. So
0: I just held my hands yeah. out in front of me, 24 inches apart. And now I'm making it 12 pounds in my mind and I'm thinking, wow yeah it's
1: a big big baby yeah <laughs> no kidding
0: yeah. you had a yeah. uh, you had a three-year-old dog is what you had
1: <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much I, right like I mean my cousin has you know twin girls and I don't think they've even reached like nine pounds yet you know and they're like
0: <laughs> three or
1: four months old <laughs> but like I, my mom had big children and so it's she not that she's not diabetic or right. anything I think it's I just think there's more things that play into it that like hmm. why people have big babies, but that was my biggest thing. Oh, you're diabetic. Yep. You're you know, just, no
0: one's ever said that to me before that because I have diabetes, so my babies are bigger. I'm gonna bring that up to Jenny next time I talk to Jenny. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, they I always got that. They were just like, Oh, well, you're I'm like, No, my A one C it with my middle son was like in the five percent the whole time. Huh. And he was ten pounds, twelve ounces.
0: I just think people don't know what they're talking about and they just, say it. you know what I mean? They do. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that's my, my biggest reason of wanting to come on here is just obviously sharing my experience with this disease and how it really does affect everybody differently and just not pass judgment right away, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've all done that at some point in our life. I mean, I'm guilty of it. And, but I think it's just, the fact that it's becoming so much more—I don't know—common is the right word to use
0: for people just just to say yeah, things that they yeah. they don't so, believe, they don't really know to be true. They're just willing to say out loud.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. or just you know, just uneducated. You know, yeah. Usually I hear what you're saying. Biggest thing, yeah.
0: People just yeah. like to blurt out the first thing that comes to their mind, and then there's right. a lot of right. anecdotal evidence right. in what people say right. sometimes.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, for sure.
0: I'm a fan of that, uh, of knowing that that's true and so that you can avoid it. I, I just last night had a, a person telling me, like, I'm trying to get a pump for my kid and uh, the doctor won't give it to me. And I was like, why? She said, they wouldn't say. I was like, well, just tell them you want a pump. I said, be persistent. Yeah. Tell them I don't care. Just I'm getting a pump for my kid. now. Like the kid's basil could support the pump. The kid's basil needs could support the pump. So there's no reason that they can't have it if they want it. And, you know, just what some arbitrary idea of, you know, this is how we do it. Or, you know, we, we don't give pumps out till you've had diabetes for a year because that's how we yeah, do why, it here. What is that is
1: about? That, that's how it is around here is like, you know, if you're I mean, I'm thinking in my head, OK, if one of my boys get it. They, they're going on a pump. They're yeah. old enough where they are going on a pump. There's no way in hell I'm doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, they're, yeah, they're out.
0: It's no the way. pot roast story, really. It's the the little girl and her mom are making a pot roast, and the mom pulls the meat out, cuts both ends off it, puts it in the pan, sticks it in the oven. Daughter's inquisitive and asks why she cut the ends off the pot roast. The mom says she doesn't know. That's how my mom always made it. So they go find the grandmother and ask her why, and the grandmother said, I don't know. Like That's just how my mom made it. So they went to the old folks' home and found the great-grandmother and said, great-grandmom, Uh, mom and grandmom say that uh, you cut the ends off the pot roast and I'm learning how to cook and I'd like to know why do we cut the ends off the pot roast and the old lady thinks and thinks and thinks. She goes, oh yeah, I used to have a really short pan. And you know, that's just how people's minds work. They start doing things for reasons they don't know why they're doing them. And at some point they start believing there's a really good, important, has to be reason why the ends get cut off the pot roast or why you can't have an insulin pump for 12 months or whatever right. other stupid thing that you get lulled into believing is a rule because it's just been happening for so long. You forgot to ask why.
1: Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sure.
0: I hear you. Well, yeah, actually, thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate thanks you letting me thanks for you. having me.
1: I was really looking forward to this. And I'm like, God, I got to make sure I make it work this time. And <laughs> like, I, I, look- I just, that first time around. And then I made sure like, as you know, if someone needs anything for my kids. I'm like, don't call me during this time because usually i'm a busy person so i'm like i appreciate so you taking that
0: seriously and <laughs> for clarity what you're talking about is that you're a you're an hour behind me and so yeah. i basically sat in front of my microphone for 15 minutes going this girl's not coming it's not i know and i
1: felt horrible oh my god he yeah. probably thinks i'm totally ditching him no, I don't and then that. i just i felt terrible and then my husband's like Ashley I'm like I know I'm like I didn't think about the time difference <laughs>
0: so I think my system oh, handles yeah. it but I don't think people I, I just think it's a common like you you hear 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock and you think your time. You don't think somebody else's time. Right. It, it took yeah. me years well, doing this To It makes
1: me feel better than other people. I'm not the only one. You're not the
0: first it, one. So. That's for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I and I, I know say. how to, I can pivot away from it very quickly. I'm like, okay, seems like a time zone problem. We can redo this. Goodbye. And then I go back to my life. So um, you didn't, yeah. you didn't hold me up or anything. I really appreciate this. Seriously. Well, good. Thank go you good. so much. Yeah,
1: me too. I'm glad we can make it work. And I it was a pleasure being on here.
0: Uh, I'm glad. You had fun?
1: yeah yeah for good. sure good, good, for good, sure
0: good. well i i want to wish you luck with uh with school and and yeah you know, thank you yeah That's it'll exciting. be
1: uh it'll be a little challenging i think with having them all home but we'll develop some kind of some kind of system now so. you've
0: got that closet downstairs they could always just stay in that
1: right yeah yes
0: they'll be yes. fine Look they sound out, like yeah, tough just kids put desk Actually, in there
1: shut the door and here you go go they, to work
0: they really do sound <laughs> like tough kids you could just put them on like a I don't know, like a twenty or thirty foot lead, maybe, and stake them to so they could get outside, inside, reach a bathroom, go to school. I think they'll be fine. These kids sound tough to me. Seriously. Yeah,
1: I just have a water dish there and some see snacks you're or a
0: problem solved, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ashley. You know what to do. All right. Well thanks so much.
1: Yeah. yeah thanks, Scott. I yeah. appreciate it.
0: Of course. Did I not tell you Ashley was terrific? And did I lie? I did not. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and being so honest and open and such a great conversationalist. Thank you to the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes of the Juicebox Podcast and the Defining Diabetes episodes of the Juicebox Podcast for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. I'm just kidding. Head over to DiabetesProTip.com and get started today. Before the music ends, let me thank all of you for your support of the show. Seriously, amazing. Whether it's people in the private Facebook group helping each other, great reviews that are being left, how you're sharing the show with each other, subscribing in podcast apps, your support is seen and really appreciated.